Welcome to Mended Teacups. Molly and I are sitting with our cups of tea in our own homes, having a good chat about some of our home ed experiences and uh, hoping to encourage you in your days too, in your journey. Uh, Molly, perhaps you could introduce today's topic. Yes, well, uh, we're going to be talking today specifically for those of you with young children, just trying, we're just aware that it's, it's a different season when you've got little ones anyway, and it, it's a hard work season. It, you know, it's physically hard work and it's emotionally very draining as well. There's often kind of lack of sleep that goes along with it um, and just incessant kind of demands on your time. It's actually very, very difficult to have any space by yourself, any one-to-one -to -one space with any individual child. Difficult to have any time even to get dressed without anybody, <laughs> you know, barging through the door. It, it doesn't go on hugely long in the grand scheme of an of a, of a individual's life, but actually it's very intense while it does. And, and at the moment, because of COVID um, and everything that that involves, I think we just both felt that it's particularly difficult. Um, so hopefully if you do have older kids or kids with kind of differing needs as well, and I think often those may well come into, come into this as well, don't switch off because hopefully there'll be some things um, for us all. Um, that we can take away but we are particularly just wanting to encourage you mums who have got little little ones at the moment. So Helen have you got some top tips or what or <laughs> memories even? <laughs> well it was just funny while you were talking I was thinking about my memories and I think I don't know about you but I, I might have got to the slightly rose tinted glasses stage of my memories because I do miss the days when they were little and if I look back I think that all those days were wonderful but of course <laughs> <laughs> they weren't at the time they were hard work and it is difficult isn't it raising small people who don't have such a sense of logic and, and um, can't be explained things to in the same way and seem to run on their own timetable I think one of my life-saving tips um, was when I worked out about having a pattern to my day I was finding it all getting on top of me and then when I sort of thought to myself tea at four bath at five bed at six even though I didn't really actually stick to that so rigidly, at least I knew kind of what I was aiming for. And if I was trying to get my little one into bed at sort of a reasonable time, that's how things had to sort of stack up before that. Well, we all know that that kind of time of the day is what I used to call the witching hour when things can go wrong very much. But and, and that then once I'd sort of thought, well, OK, that's how the evening kind of needs to flow to make it work. Then I thought, well, actually, the, the day needs to have a kind of a pattern um, I hesitate to say routine or schedule or plan. I mean, different people like to be more, more focused, more planned than I ever like to be. But at least for me, having a pattern to my day gave me, gave me that framework. Um, and I could think around that and sort of have that built in. If I was wanting to go out, then I knew roughly when I needed to be back home or whether I needed to take a little packed lunch with me or whatever it might be, because I'd got that kind of pattern in my in my head. And I think that helped me very much and still does to a certain extent. I still try and have a bit of a pattern to our day. You kind of everyone in the family then sort of knows where things are going, don't they then? So, yeah, that's my big, big top tip. And I think someone else's suggestion fits in with that, which is the kind of the middle of the day nap or the middle of the day quiet time. And I know you've definitely certainly implemented that, Molly. Maybe you want to speak about that. Yeah, for us, that has been a lifeline for me. 
I think, again, various families are all different, but certainly for us, we haven't had sort of relatives nearby who could take little ones off to give me a couple of hours by myself. Um, and my husband, you know, has worked very long hours and so wasn't around at bedtime. So it really was kind of from getting up in the morning to putting to bed at night. It was me. <laughs> and that continued, really. So that has been difficult. Um, and I think as I've got older, I find that harder, actually, just simply because I've been doing it for longer and I'm older. But certainly the quiet time, we call it quiet time after lunch, has definitely saved my sanity, I think. And it can be it can be difficult in that you some some little people just simply don't want to don't want to sit down. Um, after lunch for us it involved going to their own rooms and reading looking at books or playing lego or doing something quiet listening to an audiobook sometimes you know that that can be difficult if you've got quite a, if you've got very bouncy children I used to absolutely bribe them with um, raisins um, sometimes chocolate I think and um, put some books on story books on the bed um, for little ones two of ours are dyslexic so actually couldn't really genuinely couldn't read um still can't so um the younger one so lots of lots of picture books audio books as well we've got more into them as, as I've discovered the, or the wonderfulness of audible a lovely friend mum friend of ours who's got four really quite young ones it's just talking about jiggling when children share rooms and how you jiggle that around and obviously you know she's got a system that works for her so so you obviously need to find something but I would I would definitely suggest that that you put the routine so if you do have two kids who are always in together you kind of keep the same routine every day because actually they then get to know that this is quiet time and this is what we do this is where we go and it's to do with the kind of the pattern and the rhythm isn't it and actually I found that you know I did that a lot to begin with and actually as the kids have got older and the other the older two are off doing other things and it's me and the younger two and we're sometimes out and about and we don't have quite the same stability in our in our pattern as I, as I have done for years and so they're just not quite they know about quiet time but it, it's definitely not quite as embedded as it was definitely quiet time is a sanity and for me I would um, have a cup of tea and normally some chocolate and that's actually when I'd also be my prey time too or I'd read or I'd just do something that actually was just something nice for me yeah some some mums would balk at that because their children are particularly wriggly but I think it can be done can't it I think you just kind calmly and quietly teach your children and you will have upsets and there will be times when the child's wrecked the room and throwing the nappies all over the shop or whatever it might be but I think um it is worth that persevering for a lot of families have found that it's very much worth worth working through and making it happen isn't it and sort of teaching your children through that and if it means having to start with five minutes and working up, then that's what you do. Each child has their own pace. This is something else I was thinking about, that each child has their own kind of pace and their own thing that they can cope with, don't they? And you, you as a mother know what your children's pace is, your child, your children's kind of what they can cope with. And I was thinking this very much another tip of mine would be to go at your child's pace through your day, through through their day, because obviously it's not just your day, it's their day too, isn't it? It's their family's day. And there's such a lot of lovely things. Well, I was going to say there are lots of lovely things to do out there. But of course, with COVID at the moment, we haven't got so many things to do. But there's still, you know, there's different options every day of what to fill your day with. And it can be quite tempting to try and shoehorn it all in. And I think maybe just thinking about how realistic you're being about what you want to achieve in a day, making it work around how your children's 
patterns go really isn't it and how what at what their pace might be I know I've I, I can look back and find days when I've just tried to get too much in and ended up with us all you know tears all over the place and uh, it's not really surprising when you look back but at the time it felt like oh we yes we can do this and this and this yeah I'm very much like that actually I can very much identify that I often try and and expect way too much shoehorn I think is the expression you use shoe try and shoehorn far too many things into a day which actually since Covid has just changed quite a bit in fact yeah, um, yeah and then and then just feel I'm crotchety and everyone gets upset and and actually that that isn't any good so I was thinking you know what I need to listen to this advice sometimes but actually particularly if the, the strain of lockdown the strain of the uncertainty family you know issues relationships all sorts of stuff are challenging at the moment and if that is particularly getting to you then in fact if you can get your children out once a day which if you've got young children that is actually a, a huge achievement in itself you know particularly when it's wet you know putting on all those waterproof things and if you can get them out once a day and if you can sit and read to them or listen to an audio book while you colour or play Lego or something, then in fact, you've done really, really well. And you've fed them all as well. And you've, you've made sure that they generally have clean clothes. <laughs> um, so I think it's, I think it's being kind to yourself at the moment as well, kind to your family, but kind to yourself, and not expecting too much of yourselves at this moment, unless you are somebody who's actually flourishing in this time. And in that case, you just go for it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and going outdoors every day is something. I mean, we've said that on quite a few of our podcasts, isn't it? That we really recommend getting outside every day. And then that fits with something else I was thinking about being able to, if as long as you can sort of slow that pace a little bit and be able to just enjoy the wonder. Well, I suppose this is indoors and outdoors, to be honest. Enjoy the wonder with your children and have that little bit of time and space to notice those things and think about them and notice them at the the way that the child might so you know when you come to a puddle and the child wants to stop and stamp in it and you just want to whiz past if you've got a little bit of time to just enjoy that puddle or enjoy watching the man with the digger we've, we've stood by many a roadside watching incredible digging going on <laughs> when my little my boy was little or you know watching the squirrels scampering up and down the trees whatever it might be if you can sort of stand and take it take that in with your child and enjoy that time but that does involve that little bit of slowing down, doesn't it? And a little bit of space around what you've what you're hoping to do. It is. It's a different. It's a different mindset, I think, when you have young ones. And I think one thing that's that I found particularly challenging was when I had a mix of younger ones and older ones. I think when I just had two or three younger ones, then actually the pace was just much slower, and I was at their pace. But actually, by the time our youngest came then um, there's a 10 year gap between the oldest and the youngest. And so, and so actually I was absolutely wanting to, to help the, the older two to fly and to, to go places and do things and, and everything. And I, and I just feel that I just wonder whether she's grown up with me saying, come on, hurry, hurry, put your shoes on quickly, quickly. Um, and I think, and that, that can be a tension. So like Helen said, I think both of us have probably got rosy, rose clouded glasses when we, when we <laughs> look, I look back at those days when everybody was together and we just all bundled into the car together and we all did things together. And I said, oh, that was just lovely. But it is hard work, but it is lovely. And it, it is a season. It does come to an end. So, so you know, to actually to they talk about being present in the 
being present a lot of the moment, isn't it? Actually, to really immerse yourself in that and just say, acknowledge this is it for a season and, you know, we'll make the most of it. And I think also, oh, screens, that was the other thing I was just going to say. I've certainly found, I mean, certainly when our older ones were little, there was no such thing as a, as a mobile phone or iPad, one thing like that. So it really was just putting on a video, video even actually, yeah. Thomas Tank videos. And it was kind of much easier. So it was in the evening time when they touch up all their toys, that's when they'd have some screen time. And I have actually tried to stick with that generally. There have been times when there have been you have times when things are, dip, are difficult or, or whatever. And, and I've resorted to, well, just you can just have the iPad for half an hour or so. Um, and generally, I have learned that that's not a good for our for our particular kids, younger kids. That's not a good idea. I think if you can, if you have got an old fashioned TV with a DVD player or a streaming service, whatever you use on that. Generally, for younger ones, it, it's better to have all be focused on one screen rather than separate separate little screens uh we did all manage to bring up our children without separate screens so it is possible <laughs> um and there's there's so much but actually kids do can really get quite angry when you switch stuff off and there are definite i've read all about and i can't quite remember but there are there was physiological reasons why that happens and so in fact if you can if you can have specific times of the day like maybe in the early evening before when you're cooking the tea and all the toys are tidied up and that's their screen time and they sit and they watch something um that's often that's often better and also d if you can ha have something like a dvd or a film or a long slightly longer program because it actually helps with their concentration because um again i've learned this at my pal because i you know we didn't have these with our older kids but um when they they've just when they discovered youtube and were able to watch shorter youtube clips and thank, thankfully i don't think they watched anything that was too detrimental but they're very short clips and actually that's not good good for concentration and it's not necessarily high quality stuff and i've had to pull back a lot from that i've learned that actually that's probably not the best thing to do and um, so, yeah, so if you're at the beginning of your journey with little ones, I would definitely really think about not to say not to use screens, but just to use them in a way that's a that's a positive way. And obviously, if it's a wet, miserable afternoon, you can all watch a movie together and maybe make some popcorn and make it all fun. And that's actually a lovely thing to do. So it's not, it's not saying no screens at all, but but the, the foundations we put in for our children, they will then take into their teen years. So. Um, it's an ongoing thing and it's certainly an ongoing thing with our teens as well you know we we certainly haven't sussed it at all yes I think that's with with the screen as you've said a few times in in there that you've worked out what works for your family haven't you and I think that's key um, I suppose what what you would try and do is not go too far ahead when they're small that you then have to try and crawl back from when they're older because it's you know the older they get the harder it is to stop them doing something whereas if you can introduce something later and generally have those conversations as you go but that's not to say I think every every family has their own uh, their own need for how they work and certainly I think my son had quite a lot more as he was older he had more screen time than maybe I would have liked but then now he's that's part of his uni degree and that'll be part of his his career as well so it, it's different for different people isn't it for different reasons at different seasons and different times and I think not to get guilty that you're I, we're going to come on to this I think this is going to be something else we talk about not comparing but not to get feel bad that your screen approach is not the same as your next door neighbor's screen approach because we've all got different thing, different places that we're coming from and different things that make our families work I think that's sometimes 
sometimes you need to choose something that makes the day work for you, for you and for your children. And that will look different for different people, won't it? Yeah, the whole comparison thing is a big old minefield, isn't it? And we, we sort of know that and we tell ourselves that when we've got our little ones, you know, just because her baby is already walking and yours is not even crawling or whatever it might be, you know, not to get too frustrated or het up and drawn into all that. But um, human nature being what it is, <laughs> we do tend to look, oh, you know, and obviously there's a bit of comparison. It's quite useful just to make sure that generally your children are developing correctly or don't need any extra input or help or assistance, whatever. But um, yeah, you've got to be careful about comparison, haven't you? Have you found that difficult in your mothering? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think most of us are, well, I would have, because I am, I think most, most people have got a bit of insecurity at heart. <laughs> um, but maybe some people aren't. So yes, definitely. You look around and you, you know, just from the you know, so-and-so is learning to read and my child isn't kind of thing but I think I think with a huge growth in social media which again wasn't a thing at all when our oldest kids were little was it so yeah. so in a sense I think it was easier for us when our older ones were little because we, we didn't have that social media we didn't we couldn't we didn't see lovely pictures on Instagram and you know at the end of the day it's only our lovely pictures that go on Instagram aren't they it's not it's not the rest <laughs> of the day yeah so so I think really I can say for those of us who have a faith, um, a Christian faith, you know, I always think our audience is one. Actually, it's between you and God and and we parent the best way we possibly can. Um, and it's actually we don't we don't need to compare with anybody else. Yeah, I think one thing about comparing actually also just that a, a GP friend of ours once said that he works a lot with students and he said that um, many students often are made to feel guilty because they don't get up early in the morning. They're told about these amazing people who just spend, you know, three, three hours in prayer before they even start the day. And, you know, he's fully guilty as a student because, you know, <laughs> he could barely get up in time for lectures. <laughs> and, um, and he said, but actually, with his medical knowledge now, when you're young, you actually need more sleep. And so it's totally unrealistic to ask a 19-year-old student to get up because your, your biorhythms are difficult. And as you get older, and I have found this, I do need less I do need a bit less sleep now as I've got a bit older. But when you're at that season, when you've got young children, sleep is an absolute priority. And so I would say give yourself a lot of grace in that and do really try to give your allow yourself to sleep. Sort of tied in with that is that I do and I have always started my morning with getting out my Bible and having a cup of tea and and just sitting reading the Bible. I did that when I was working before I went off to a nursing shift, you know, while I ate my breakfast. And I do think that if you possibly can, if you do have a Christian faith, it's really, it, it really helps to ground the day. But when you have little ones, that is really hard. And actually, that may be a time when you have to be very creative with that. But somehow, other, just sort of start in the morning, if you, if you don't have a faith of any sort, even just getting up in the morning, and even if, if you're getting up at the same time with the kids and the kids are running around, if you have a special spot that you can sit and you can just hold a cup of tea and you can just take a few deep breaths and just just sort of to try to to orientate to start the day off in the right way and I and I do find that that does help me if I can get the right start today and I'm not good I'm not good at starting the day with the kids I I I, I can do that bit of it but I'm actually not good at at getting them up and getting them dressed and particularly because they quite like to stay in bed quite late, the, the younger two now. So there's there's a lot that I, I find difficult in the mornings, but I've realised that if I can do that, then actually that helps. And that is something that gets easier as you get older because actually the kids aren't up at the crack of dawn. 
So again, it's, again, it's working, giving yourself grace, working out what works for you in your season, but trying as well as having sort of the, the bedtime routine, trying to have some sort of morning time routine that just allows you to take a bit of a breath and to um, to start the day positively, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think some something else that we had from... Um from our, a friend of ours who gave us some of her in, inspiration from having four little ones quite recently was about just not rushing into formal sort of education both you and I are reasonably formal with the way we've taught our children in home ed there's amongst our friends in in our home ed group there's a wide range from you know very unstructured to quite structured but I think I would agree wherever you are on that continuum I think the early years you know, it's good to kind of delay that and not worry and not get too caught up in that. It's one of the reasons that we didn't send our oldest to school in the first place was because we just didn't think that when he was four, he he needed to go and do any sort of formal learning at a desk. Having said that, (laughs) with that in mind, some people might find they just need a few ideas of like pre-learning activities. And I did use I did enjoy using a website called Brightly Beaming. I think it was Brightly Beaming Baby. It was really cute. It feels a little bit old fashioned. I was looking at it again the other day. Feels a little bit old fashioned to look at, but I still love it because it just gave me some ideas really. And without being formal and without pushing anything, it just gave me a little bit of, again, I think it was about having a pattern to the day. Um, Here's some things um, that can just, enrich our days a little bit and be a little bit outside just normally being in the house um we'll put a link to that in our blog and something else a bit like it was the five in a row there's a five in a row um, curriculum which you take one book and you look at every day for five days and sort of get different things out of it but they've got a version for little ones as well so although i wouldn't say rush in and teach your children loads of stuff straight away or as early as possible I don't think early is necessarily better, although, of course, it's different for different children. But if you do want some sort of ideas and of the sorts of things, you know, then there are there are ideas out there just not to get too tied to them. Having said that, if you've got a range of a slight range of ages and the older ones are doing a bit more formal education, sometimes the little ones want want their time, don't they? I don't know if you found that, but certainly I did. The younger one wanted to be at the table doing their bit of learning. So you, you can't. You don't want to stop them. <laughs> no, that's really that's really wise advice. The, the last thing that I, I was thinking, actually, is just thinking, I was trying to think, well, what the difference between actually what's happening just now, COVID, and how that is is impacting all of us um, yeah. and I think one of one of the biggest hardest things is actually it's just simply not being able to see people seeing friends and you know we weren't we weren't designed to live in isolation you know we were designed to to see people and to hug each other and to laugh together and to to have community with people and and actually because we're not able to do that now I think it's that that's getting to me really quite a lot and and, you know, and there are absolutely days when it's, I find it hard just to do that. I don't even want to do the, the normal stuff, never mind trying to do anything that will make, make bring some sunshine into my, into my home kind of thing, to do anything extra special, nice for anybody. And it is just really hard work often at, at the moment. And I think that that is, so the get, getting out actually, when we do get out, we do see people. So choose somewhere to walk where you're going to bump into somebody and you can smile and you have a little chat in the rain sometimes. That, that is good getting out. 
uh, another thing I did actually also want is that if it is very if you if you need to get your children out and it's raining I remember I used to take the boys we, you can't do this at the moment but I used to take them to be in queue or somewhere like that and they just run up and down the aisles um, just simply to get them out and you can't do anything like that at the moment and um, we've gone around churches and cathedrals actually because those are all open for private prayer and I've got a ladybird book which talks about you know going and finding all the historical things so if you live anywhere near a a church or cathedral and you're just desperate to get your children your children out they just need to walk somewhere you you can go and do a bit of history so that was that was just something that that we that you know we've done one rain very rainy days but I and I think also lastly just to acknowledge that we are going to have bad days and actually is it Anne of Green Gables who always says ah oh, but tomorrow's another day and you know to make new mistakes <laughs> um, <laughs> And actually, we are going to have difficult days or difficult moments, but we can we can redeem them. And, and there's always tomorrow. And we just we, you know, we can start fresh every new day. And, and if you're having a bad day, you know, email a friend or pick up the phone or message them and just say, now I'm having a rubbish day and just kind of connect because the likelihood is that somebody else might be as well. Just know that know that we're, we are all in it and particularly Helen and I, we are rooting for you with, with your younger kids because, <laughs> because I think it's particularly hard work. It's not diluted at this time. You know, you don't have any adult conversation if you're on the, your own in the house. You don't have any adult conversation with them. You don't get all the, the, the fun things that make these early years enjoyable, sort of going out and, and toddler groups and, and different various, I don't know, music groups or whatever you do with little ones you know all the meetups you don't we can't do any of those at the moment so it is much more intensive so you're doing I think you're doing an amazing job and and actually I do wonder hard as it is but in actual fact if you might look back on the a bit like we have rosy tinted glasses looking back <laughs> you actually might look back on these COVID times and say yeah that was really hard but actually we sure did bond. We put down roots together. We really did build our family bonds together. Our family relationships grew deep at that time. Yeah. So keep going. I hope that's been really encouraging. I hope we've got some ideas from there. And as always, if you've got some ideas, something that we missed and want to let us know, do add comments to our blog post about this subject because we do love to hear from you. So, yes, it's been lovely talking to you and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Cheerio.